Not a matter of if, but when crisis will rock your world. I'm Rashini Rajkumar, crisis strategist, licensed attorney, and host of The Crisis Files. In this special holiday case file, we turn our focus on 2024. What will happen? Who'll discover big wins? What brands boo-boo big time? Which celebs run the risk of cancellation when they weigh in on current events? To answer all these questions, a double dose of fabulous, one of our regular contributors, plus a new voice on The Crisis Files. Paul McGuire Grimes is our show's guy on Hollywood. He's a film critic and entertainment reporter. Find his interviews and specials on paulstriptothemovies.com. Kevin Lynch is a former professional basketball player who was drafted by and played for the Charlotte Hornets and then in the EuroLeagues. All that after a stellar college career with the University of Minnesota. Now you hear him on Bally Sports analyzing Minnesota Timberwolves basketball games. Kevin and Paul come together to discuss the case file I call Crystal Balls. All right, Kevin, let's start with you. We live in a period where sports has become kind of in the fanatical zone. There are super fans. There are people that, you know, wait for for hours or days to buy tickets or paint their faces in all these different colors. Can you just, as a former NBA player yourself, is it just nuts or is it just me? Creeps me out. I'll be very honest. It's, it's, yeah, it's, uh, I suppose that's why fans are called fans because they're fanatical. (laughs) <laughs> right. And it gets a little ridiculous, even though I was an athlete and you you appreciate the fact that people pay money to watch, you know, watch a game or to come in person or watch it, whatever, watching TV. A lot of that's good. But I mean, uh, the, the fantasy football craze that's going on has turned into a billion dollar business. Da, da, da. And, and sometimes like I'll be out and about on a Sunday afternoon around here and and. Uh, you have Vikings fans or they're Twins fans and they're painting their faces and these dudes are 65, 70 years old. And I'm like, my initial thought is like, you know, dude, get a life. I mean, be my a My initial thought is, is that paint even good for your skin? And what kind of <sighs> acne breakout are you going to have? You know, yes, exactly. That's exactly right. It's not healthy. So stop doing it. Support your team. But I mean, how many Dante Culpepper or Randy Moss jerseys or Brett Favre or I don't know, man. It's it's too much for me. Even though I'm a sports guy, I'm a former athlete, da da da, and I'll always be in that sports world to some degree. It's a little too much for me. I know that. So, what are your predictions as we look ahead and look at the entire year of 2024? Do you have any players we should be watching or fan groups? I know the the Philadelphia Eagles fans get a really bad rap for being kind of violent. And <laughs> what should we be looking for across all sports? Yeah, I mean the the the, the craziness of these. It's funny you bring up Philadelphia because uh, sometimes there's the Sixer fans will travel to to Minnesota to watch a, a Philadelphia Timberwolves game, and and they are out of control, and it gets uh, it gets pretty ridiculous. Uh, predictions as far as fans, I don't know if I, I can go there so much, but I know the Timberwolves are going to be uh, going deep into the playoffs. That's a good thing. The Vikings, we'll wait and see, but. Hey, the Any other made... teams outside of Minnesota for some of our other <laughs> listeners out there? Oh, I know man. you're a little biased. Well, I'll, I know at least in the NBA, since my expertise is apparently basketball, but uh, I will say the Boston Celtics 
and the Milwaukee Bucks are going to meet up in the Eastern Conference Finals in the NBA come, come May. Look, at, yeah, write this down. I'm writing this down. Yeah, Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks are going to have a pretty tough and nasty series come the end of May, early June to get to the NBA Finals. And uh, that's my big prediction. So it's going to be Boston and Milwaukee with uh, two really uh, good rosters and tough teams. It's going to be fun. Paul, does it ever get this fanatical in Hollywood and on the entertainment scene? Oh, for sure. I mean, I think especially when you think about award season, we're kind of starting that right now is some like every movie that comes out, like, okay, what are the Oscar chances? Who's going to be up with every award ceremony? Like there's a new something else gets revealed or someone else wins and then it kind of shakes everything up. And, you know, everything changes right before the Oscars when you think about Best Picture. And, you know, speaking of sports, we're seeing this kind of merge right now, given like Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey phenomenon of what that really is, you know, like you could go a different way, a few different ways with that. But I would not be surprised if we see some musician or some actor then dating a football player or a sports player in the next year to kind of merge those two businesses together to bring more eyeballs on that. Right. So in a way, new trend set setting that that, that couple is. Um, yeah. While you mention it, because you mentioned it, Oscars, now everything's come out that's going to have a chance at the Oscars in 2024. Do you have any predictions that I can write down right now? Yes. Get that pen handy. So I really think that the three movies that um, people have seen and loved, I'm talking about Oppenheimer, Barbie, Killers of the Flower Moon, I think will be three big heavy headers going in, you know, now that we're in this award season of like, what do we have our eyes on? Will this be Christopher Nolan's big year to win Best Director and have his movie win Best Picture? Or could something smaller kind of sneak in? I mean, I think about Everything Everywhere All at Once or Coda or Parasite. Those all became very late season favorites that kind of plowed through at the very end. So I wouldn't be surprised if like, down the road if a movie like The Holdovers or yeah, like kind of snuck in at the last minute. They came so, like, in at the end viewers. of 2020. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I could see something like that happening. But Oppenheimer, Killers of Flower Moon, they could be big juggernauts or even Barbie to like win over. And I think with those three movies specifically too, like they have broad appeal as we saw with the whole Barbenheimer phenomenon this year where moviegoers of all ages and movie going experiences went to see those two movies whether they thought it was something they would typically see or not they wanted in on it and i think that's also talk goes into this whole fanatical like i saw people going to theater dressed as barbie dre- you know like they came in groups they took photos i think there's that mindset there of finding something that we love and enjoy and embracing it and even being a little bit more fanatical about that and i think we're going to see that even more as we all try to just grasp grasp something that we love and hold on to it dearly and for me it is the movies well frankly Anything Margot Robbie touches turns to gold. Oh. She was the star of Barbie. And then when you just add in the beautiful Ryan Gosling, I mean, you got a winner. I mean, a winner yeah. no matter what. So mm-hmm. it will be interesting to see your prediction and how those yeah. three movies go. Well, I want to turn now to kind of the topic of social issues. And in both your worlds of entertainment, sports, athletes, celebrities, 
actors, singers, they are getting more involved in causes. They are being more public. And in some cases, they are getting some bash, backlash for speaking out. Recently, uh, in at the end of 2023, Susan Sarandon was dropped by her agents at United Talent Agency. Melissa Barrera was fired from Scream 7. First of all, that's a whole other episode that there are seven Scream movies. Um, on I'm ready list. for it. Don't you worry. <laughs> you know, uh, well, let's save that for the summer. Uh, Israeli offensive comments in Gaza, quote, genocide and ethnic cleansing. So these actors have opinions. And at least all of us here on this uh, episode live in the United States of America, which are supposed to have free speech rights. So, Paul, let's start with you on celebrities going down that road, because these are very, especially Susan Sarandon, very well-known celebrity dropped by her agent. Oh, for sure. So I think what we need to think about here is how we use our social media platform and knowing that there, yes, we all have free speech to say what we want. That does not mean that there are not consequences for the things that we say and the things that we do, which is what is happening to people like Susan and Melissa. Now, you also, I think what we're seeing in social media is um, extremism, where you almost have to go one side or the other. And if you fall anywhere in between, you're then thought of as being against the other group. And I think that might have happened to Susan or Melissa, where they may have blurred lines or tried to take a general approach or saying, like, we need a ceasefire, whatever. And then that was deemed anti-Semitic. Boom, you're fired. You also have the idea where if you don't say anything, if you just step back and you take it all in and you don't put something out, then people think that you don't have a stance or you're not using your platform the way they think you should. So there's like this, like, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't, where you have someone like Taylor Swift, who's very vocal about a lot of issues. She hasn't commented on Israel and Palestine. And yet people are like, well, how can we have a comment on this? How can we have taken a stance? So it's, there's a very blurred line. Right. In and, this. I, and I and will I, say, as a crisis strategist, there are some things you just shouldn't comment on. When you're one of the biggest pop celebrities, I don't need to hear from you, Taylor, on Israel and Gaza. I mean, that's kind of the thing. So, you know, Kevin, in your world of sport, many, many years ago, Colin Kaepernick came under major pressure, major, you know, uh, lost to his livelihood from taking a knee. Now, he was just wrong place, wrong time, because eventually that became the popular way to go. And more and more athletes on the football field were making their, and other courts and arenas, were making their opinions known. Where are we in the world of sport? And what do you think 2024 is going to bring with athletes commenting or taking a stand? Well, I, I think one, obviously, being in an election year, is going to spice spice things up and and uh, that yeah the, the the you know one thing with sports is I always kind of thought you know and it's been like this for a long time with with when it comes to athletics and sports and the interest in sports is how it seems like it's always kind of been separate right I mean you can uh, it's an, a way to entertain and I always kind of look at sports at least for me as a way to get away from. Uh, whatever difficulties that are going on in the political world or the social world, I always thought it's a good way to, because I don't want stuff to be thrown at me constantly. I need a break from things and, and the nastiness of what's going on out there. And I think everybody needs that. So, um, yeah, but it, it has become more politicized for sure. Sports has. And, you know, social media, it's, it's going to you know, Lady Gaga had a great quote about social media, and she called it the toilet bowl of the internet age. And I, like, 
I don't think everybody needs to know what I feel about this or that, whether it's something political or social or anything else. I, I don't need to be out there, you know, giving my thoughts, feelings, opinions. Your literal about- two cents. I mean, that's really what it is, right? I mean, yeah, people the, the, feel the, like they have to jump in and it, it's gotten to, I would say, pandemic proportions. Yeah, it's 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 too much. It's too much for me. Now, some people can't help. Them. I got a friend of mine who's on Facebook and he he's always posting pictures of him with his shirt off. He's, he's good, is in shape and he's always flat. And it's like, that's not for me. It's like everybody doesn't need to know everything that I think and my opinions and everything I'm doing. So to be honest with you, when it comes to social media and all these topics that are going on in our world, I just back off and and uh, that brings more peace to my life. Right. Well, I personally applaud you. And what I would say is less is more. If you really have something to say, and I'll kind of share this story. I read in the Wall Street Journal uh, in one of the mornings of December, uh, this wonderful column from a professor at Berkeley who said he hired uh, someone to interview hundreds of college students around the country. And he asked them to name the river and the sea that they're mentioning when they say from the river to the sea. And most could not name which river or which sea. And then when they were told what it meant, more than nearly 70 percent, more than half, took back their support of that statement. So it's really about discerning what's out there. Paul, any predictions for 2024 of who's going to get it really right and who's going to mess up and have some big boo-boos? Oh, man, I don't I, I, I think. I think we're going to see people being as even more vocal than before. That's what I'll say. If we think going into another political cycle, people will lessen their stances. I think going into this cycle, it will be even more than ever. People will be using social media, word so speeches, whatever it is to have their voice. And let's not forget too, you know, I think sometimes we think athletes, entertainers, we only want to see them under that one label that we give them, but we're all people. Like we all have a voice. We all have a platform in some sense. So we should be able to use that to speak out on whatever it is. That doesn't mean we have to speak out on every issue, but I think we are going to be seeing that even more. You may need to find out what your voice is like. What does that mean for you as a person? You know, Kevin, you talked about maybe that isn't your thing, so you kind of scale back a bit, and that makes total sense. You know, we don't always need to be vocal. We can maybe donate to our favorite causes. We can have those smaller conversations with people I think people that typically have been very vocal in the past will be even more moving forward. I think we'll pe- see people on protest lines. I, th- I see people being uh, endorsing certain political candidates. I think it'll be even greater than it's ever been before going into this election cycle. All right. Well, I don't want to let you two go without getting into some of the really changing tides in both entertainment and athleticism and sports, which are the the increased use of data. So big data analytics, Kevin and AI for both of you. So, Kevin, maybe start with, you know, the data analytics in your day. Uh, I'm not saying you're old or anything, but in your day, we're about the same age. There wasn't all this focus on the stats and the data to the, you know, there was a focus on stats, but not in all of the numbers. I mean, it, it seems like scouts were really looking at talent and analyzing in a different way. Yeah, that's, you know, it's interesting. I know in baseball, it's it's very much like that. It's like like the movie Moneyball, right? I thought it was an excellent movie. You know, it's probably they took it a little too, um, little too far with how how 
deep the Oakland Athletics got into that with uh, with their general manager. But anyways, in the world of basketball, it's the same thing. You can your head will explode if you try to soak in all these numbers and all the analytics and and you try to run a, a basketball team as far as a a, a a general manager or player personnel director that's organizing and, and drafting certain guys and trading and and you're if you're going to build a team just on analytics it's it, it's it's going to end uh, uh, disappointingly i think your team because for me it's like understand the numbers and the analytics that's good but you can't take it too far because at least how i how my brain is wired when I watch the Timberwolves play or any basketball team, there is an eye test that numbers are not going to uh, solve. And, and so, but you got to be aware of what's going on analytically, but I trust my eyes and how I evaluate a, a basketball team or a player more so than I trust just the numbers. Understanding both of them, in my opinion, is a good place to live when it comes to evaluating uh, an athlete or a basketball player. Really great to get your take on that. Paul, we are well past the actor strike, the writer strike, yeah. the producer strike. Hollywood is running. It is fully running and engaged in 2024. But this whole new world of artificial intelligence is fast and furious. What are we going to see in movies and TV ahead? I think we're going to see studio heads try to fight that. And by and by fight, I mean trying to use AI as sneakily as possible to jerk over actors. And I think it's David Saslav who has already talked about how in three years, AI will be so different than it even is now. So that when the contract is up again, AI could be making movies and writing movies left and right without ever, anyone realizing it. And I think that is going to be a danger. And I think that as actors and writers, we need to make sure that we are as vocal and as fervent as possible to make sure that we are maintaining our jobs. Absolutely. Um, and that's what's going to be scary. And I want the general public to understand how AI is affecting their own life as well. You know, the robocalls that we get that may use someone's voice, the social media posts that are grabbing from our life. And Kevin, going to your point too, like... I think so many movies and TV shows are driven and like the hiring process is which actors have the biggest social media profiles. Are there influencers that we can cast in these movies because they could bring in an audience. And that just scares me so much. Like Kim Kardashian is now acting a lot more because she has a big base. And Elizabeth Olsen has talked about how she lost out on a Marvel role because her social media profile is not as large as others. So it's like, we almost have to grow that end in order to get roles when it should be about the talent, not just who's going to bring money into the box office and eyes onto the screen. Hey, right, one movie, let me say this, Paul, is the <laughs> holdovers. I went to see the holdovers a couple weeks ago. Paul Giamatti, that was a that was a great movie. I really enjoyed it. Yes. Of course, I'm a history guy. I love World War II, Oppenheimer. That's that's one of my favorites. Yeah, Paul I Giamatti is like I the male version, the male version of Mar Margot Robbie. He just yeah. keeps on crushing he can do it. anything yes right so i'm going to ask you both a question that you weren't prepared for i'll go first and that is what if you only could choose one name for 2024 or one concept that's going to get a lot of attention who or what would that be and i'll tell you my prediction is the whole world of Latin Hispanic, whether it's actors, politicians, it's going to be a big part of the vote in 2024. So that's where my eyes are going to stay in tune for some interesting headlines. Paul, you go first. Well, if we remove, well, 
the movie that I think people are going to talk about in 2024 is Deadpool 3 because Marvel is really scaling back their releases because of content and quality, and that's a big dialogue right now. But Deadpool 3 is going to bring back Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. It's going to pair him with Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. There's so many rumors about all the Marvel cameos are coming. There's rumors that Taylor Swift will be in that movie. So I think in terms of just movies, that will be the big movie people have their eyes on. But I also see the entertainment industry taking on the election and what can we do to make sure that the candidate we want to vote for is going to be the winner. All right, Kevin, it's up to you. Who is going to make (laughs) waves? Wow. I'm going to really go out on a limb here. And I'm going to say that Minnesota Timberwolves (laughs) are going to make it to the Western conference finals. And that's big news for Minnesota sports fans, basketball fans, NBA fans. The Wolves are off to a great start. And uh, they got they got the type of team that can uh, do some damage come playoff time. There's been a lot of disappointments when it comes to the Timberwolves for years, either losing seasons or, or uh, they get to the playoffs and lose in the first round. But they, this team has a chance to get to the Western Conference Finals, Rashini, and let's see what happens uh, come June. Well, Kevin, I'm going to give you a little throwback to that story. So during my television news career, two of those years, I got to be at my home market of Minneapolis-St. Paul Twin Cities, and I did cover the 2003 Western Conference Finals. And one of my favorite memories of my entire TV career was talking with Charles Barkley, interviewing him before game one, and he's like, these guys, whatever, against the Lakers. And mind you, that's when Shaq was on the Lakers. I'd be out on the field, on the court, sorry, and he was way taller than I am. But saying to Charles Barkley, oh, we're going to go to game seven. We're going to go to game seven. We did. We lost, but we went to game seven. So that was one of my favorite memories. I would love to see that same situation come back for the Timberwolves 20 plus years later. So, oh my gosh, guys, what a fun way to... Look at 2024. It's going to be a great year. They are two amazing voices that we got to be with together today. Of course, our guy in Hollywood, Paul McGuire Grimes, and Bally Sports Timberwolves announcer, Kevin Lynch. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Today's case file is brought to you by Huntington. Please rate and review The Crisis Files on your platform of choice. Catch up on all case files at thecrisisfiles.com. Subscribe to our YouTube page on thecrisisfiles.com and follow us on YouTube and Instagram at The Crisis Files. We do not provide legal, financial, medical, or PR advice for particular situations, but strongly recommend you seek out professionals for your particular need. A big thanks to all of you for pushing The Crisis Files past the 15,000 listener mark. May the new year bring you magic and joy. I'm Rashini Rajkumar. Join me next time on The Crisis Files.